Many years ago, when I was a uh, much younger man, uh, I went on some mountain climbing expeditions. And they were um, fascinating and wonderful and breathtaking. And I learned some things. There's some real lessons you learn climbing a mountain. The first year, by the way, under the some of the more stupid things that I've done, uh, I learned about the importance of staying hydrated. So when you're, when you're making the summit, so the last day, you sort of get up like two in the morning to make your, your approach to the summit because you want to get to the top and get back down before anything might start to melt. We're on a glacier. There were ice bridges and whatever. So you want to do it while it's cold and before. Plus, you got to get all the way back. So leave really early. We got up that first First time I was climbing, 2 a.m., and we made for the summit. Remarkably, this is in Mount Baker in Washington State, there were no Starbucks open uh, on the glacier. And so at about 7 o'clock in the morning, so five hours into this ascent, I got a headache. Uh, I wrongly assumed that my headache was because I hadn't had my morning cup of coffee, um, as opposed to what was really going on, which is that I was dehydrated. And so I, and we're, we're roped up. And so what I did, because there's no, no chance to actually make coffee and drink it, uh, I took my little cup of Folgers freeze-dried crystals and I ate two spoonfuls as if it was medicine. It is the worst tasting stuff out there, let me tell you that. And it was probably the worst thing I could do for myself because it sucked every ounce of water out of my system. And I got in a pretty bad way that first year. Uh, I was debilitated by the headache uh, by the time we got off the mountain um, before I realized that I was dehydrated and about to, um, yeah. Well, the second year I learned a different lesson. The second year what I realized is because you, you do all this training to stop yourself if you are sliding down the mountain or sliding into a crevasse and you're roped up, you go through all this training to be able to help yourself, stop yourself, but also to stop other people. And it becomes a real lesson, because I did slip one time, and I was stopped from sliding by, uh, by a guy I was roped up to. Uh, you do learn about the importance of roping up. And I want to suggest, <clears throat> as I'm reading Hebrews chapter 3, I'm coming away with this idea that we have got to be very specific about roping up with Jesus. I think <clears throat> to be clear, I think we also got to be very specific about who we rope up with in terms of friends and small group leaders and other people because the, there's a sense in which you are tied to people. And if they fall, you're either going to help them or you're going to fall too. And I just want you to think about that as we move into the, um, towards the second half. I'm going to read this section here in Hebrews chapter 3. It's just a warning, but I just, it's a warning I think we take as a backdrop to be roped up to Jesus and roped up to the right people. So, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the times of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors, um, where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it 
Brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You want to be roped up to Jesus, and you want to be roped up to other people who are following Jesus. Have a good day.